Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Well, all right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about foraging. Now, what I was thinking, Kevin, is that how do we call ourselves preppers unless you can find something to eat? Now, it's cool we're all worried about prepping the homestead, prepping our vehicle, everyday carry. Mm -hmm. But what really happens when you get stuck somewhere and you don't have any food? You need to be able to forage. Hunting is cool. Trapping is cool. We're going to talk about those things. But also, what about all the plant life, all the vegetables, everything around us? And the more I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, we're preppers. I should be able to stand in my yard, stand in the park, stand at the school playground, and be able to find something to eat. Mm -hmm. Because really, are you a survival guy if you can't? That's, That's my concern. I think that, you know, it comes down to we need to be able to do a little bit of taking care of ourselves. And, you know, my belly, that's part of it. You know, we got to get some grub in there. Now, maybe you want to eat some grub, speaking of. That might mm-hmm. be something you're into. Maybe earthworms, get a little protein. Yeah, well, I know, I, I think that all that sort of stuff, I, I would include that in foraging. You know, digging up worms is sure as hell isn't hunting, you know. No, I don't think it's hunting, but... I mean, that's one of the things, though, is I I think you need to be able to, you know, really find food wherever you are. 
And I think we all talk about it. We have our 25 year shelf life, you know, survival food and MREs. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk about being prepared, but maybe being prepared is just being able to live off the land, you know, maybe some of the bushcraft, you know, right. And foraging is a skill that we need to learn, I think, and, and we need to step it up. So I really spent a lot of this last week, last couple of weeks, you know, thinking about it and, and looking around. And I actually found a, uh, a website because I, I had put an article on, on the Facebook a little while back about this guy who does tours in New York City. And he takes you through uh, Central Park. Oh, what is his name? What? And, and he makes uh, Wild Edibles, I think, is his website. Mm. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And uh, he ends up takes you around and he like his I think he's an NYU professor and his badge of honor is that he's been arrested like four times for picking plants in the park and eating them apparently the police find that offensive and uh so anyway he gives these tours where he goes around and he collects different things and and puts them all together makes a salad and then they all go back and eat it and the idea is it's just a great learning experience for everybody and they all you know get to find the stuff and taste it and whatever i guess his name his website is wild man steve brill is what it occurs to me so he does these tours and whatever but i was like you know this guy's you know, taunted, the you know, nerdy, whatever. And the bottom line, he's one of the guys you want on your freaking, uh, in your network, you know? Right. He's one of the guys who can actually get food and, and take care of business. So that's important. And I think we all need to, uh, you know, spend a little time, maybe even like go out with the kids mm-hmm. and be like, all right, here we are, you know, all right, we're at the park or we're over visiting grandmas and we're in the backyard. Who can find me something that we can eat? Right. You know, and, and go pick something out and just kind of get in the habit of actually knowing and learning what's around you. Uh-huh. So at first it was kind of a daunting task. I was like, well, I want to, you know, find all these things. But if you don't know what you're looking for, I mean, you know, like you can't say, oh, well, garlic mustard, you know, that grows in the wild. I want that or or ramps. All right, there's a couple of things we can think of. Dandelions, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people come up with cattails. Right. Or another big one. Um, so you might think of those, and, you know, I know what cattails look like. I'm not sure I could pick out ramps before I started, you right. know, really looking into this. Um, you know, I can pick out dandelions, sure. But uh, so that's the idea. If you can get get at least familiar looking, come up with some uses, kind of understand, how much better are we going to be? You know, as one more tool. Right. You know, it's one more thing in the wild that we'll be able to, you know, take it on our way. So anyway, I started looking around and I was like, you know, there's got to be a way to figure this out. And sure enough, I found this app, Wild Edibles, which sure enough, Steve Brill, sure enough, it's his. And he's got one where he lists like 80 different plants talks about what each one and has about five pictures of each one. Mm-hmm. But then one step further, he's got individual ones where you can say like Northeast springtime and he'll have an app with flashcards where one, you can go through and study them. And then two, you can do a quiz and pick it out. Oh, that's this. Oh, that's that. And he has springtime, summer, fall. Obviously they look different, different times a year. 
and then it talks about you know what the uses are medicinal uses how you eat it how you cook it how you prepare whatever um all the different things and i was just really excited so his one app with everything is called wild edibles and it has uh it was 4.99 so basically i spent 10 bucks on apps it was 4.99 and then i bought four or five that were uh 99 cents each that were the spring, fall, summer, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that way I can do the little study cards. And you know what? Ten bucks, learn a skill, and then start to teach your kids and take it a little bit forward. I think it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, living in the area we live in, we have all sorts of crazy hippies. We do have lots of hippies. And they, uh, you know, they, they believe in all sorts of crazy stuff. But one thing they know about, man... And I've learned a lot from uh, from just uh, you know walking through the woods and in, in the yards with, with people like that. But uh, you know that's one of the reasons I like doing this show is because yeah. I learn We're I learn a lot learning of stuff. new things. Right, Going we do the, the research. Yeah. yeah, I can you know I've learned that I can eat almost anything in my backyard, but most of it has no uh, nutritional nutritional value. value. You have to think about that. Like you can eat grass; it's yeah. not harmful. But it's not going to do anything for you. There's no calories because you can't digest it. You know, you don't have two stomachs. Right, it becomes like fiber or something, right? right? Now, isn't that what is it? Aren't you supposed to have a certain enzyme? Don't isn't that why dogs throw up or whatever? I, no. I don't know what you've why, had no problem. I can't eat. Grass, You're eating but... a lot of grass. Maybe <laughs> the point when you threw up, it was the peed dog peed on it or oh, yeah. something like that. So that's it. I mean, you know, one of the big things. If you're going to be a survival bush guy, maybe you learn what poison ivy looks like. Yeah, that's probably an important one. Any plant I see in the woods, I'm like, oh, just stay away from that. I don't know. It could <laughs> don't be poison it ivy. It's got three leaves. It's got three leaves. I'm staying away. And You know, you know what? I, I was clearing my yard uh, last week and uh, not last week, last year. Yeah. And uh, learned what pipe poison oak looked like. Oh. Did not know that. And Until now you know. I was carrying logs learned, that right? were covered in poison oak and my whole arms were... Covered from You're like uh, you know hindsight <laughs> from finger fingers to armpits I was covered in poison oak. Now that was one of the nice things about this guy's uh, thing is his apps have pictures of poison ivy and and that's what's always messed with me. I see pictures of poison ivy every season. It's completely different, mm-hmm. and you know just it, it seems like there's different types. I have no idea, yeah. but there's so many different things. I see 10 pictures of poison ivy and everyone looks like a completely different plant to me. You know, I'm pretty much at the point where I'm going to go out and be chopping up raspberry plants because if there's not a freaking berry on it, I don't know. <laughs> well, the leaves do look very similar. Uh, and the vine, you know, it just seems crazy yeah, they to got me. The, they got the thorns and they're kind of purple looking though, so you're you're usually all right. Yeah, well, and my yard's just freaking full of raspberry plants. Yeah. I never get any raspberries. That'd be cool. I get like... Five a year out of each plant, right? Because what happens is the birds just, you know. Well, they get the eyes. They wait as soon as they're ripe, man. Yeah, we we keep talking about that, but yeah, it's brutal. Now, so foraging is a is a broad kind of area, right? Right. It doesn't just have to be plants. Now we're gonna talk about some different plants that might be good to look for and whatever. Mm -hmm. But you you said you had some other ideas on foraging. Oh, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, one thing that I was talking about uh, talking about with somebody is uh, roadkill. Oh, and I thought that's that's disgusting. You that know? is disgusting. Uh, but obviously, it turns out there's tricks to it. I you believe there's a rule: never eat anything you didn't kill. Right, right. Isn't and there... you don't want to run over a possum. 
Ah. <laughs> uh, you don't want to just kill your, um, you don't want to just, you want something big. You know, okay. if you hit a deer, there's going to be some damaged meat. But there's a lot that's not damaged. Right. You know, you hit a woodchuck and that whole thing's wrecked. I don't want to eat a woodchuck either. You know, yeah, something like, big is, is okay. I'm um, told skunk is not good at all. No. Um, raccoons, terrible. Uh, you got to boil them and then dump out the water and boil them again. And it's yeah. like a whole big disgusting process just to make it edible. That sounds like acorns. Yeah, it's the same sort of thing. <laughs> I mean... But, uh, I mean, that's just something to keep in, in mind. When I think of foraging, you have to think, I mean, you know, um, humans have been hunters and gatherers for years and years. Yes. We're good at it, you know? Right. That's just natural uh, instinct. That Part of that is the gathering, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it turns out people were a lot healthier when they were hunter and gatherers than when they became farmers. They well, let their diet limited quite a bit. You know, I just, the, the wife had me watching a, uh, one of the cooking shows or something the other day, and... It's pretty sad because I think it's one of these like Anthony Bourdain or whatever. She loves that guy. And so anyway, we're watching and he's they're talking about like healthy and, and Americans being fat and this and that. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, you know what? I'll tell you what. You can eat as much apple pie as you want as long as you go get the apples. You do everything yourself and you bake it yourself. Mm-hmm. He goes, people go to all that work. You're not just sitting there shoveling pie in your face. Right. And it's that whole process of getting and making your food Mm -hmm. and not doing it from the instant mix. You know, you grab the box of Cheerios. Mm -hmm. There's no effort. You can sit there and eat it all day. (laughs) But when you have to bake the apple pie and and do it from scratch, you're not just shoveling it in your mouth as fast as... Right, right. You're enjoying... Right, but I I think that with foraging, I think it's the same thing. You know, when you have to go out and get the plants and whatever, Mm -hmm. then maybe you're not just kind of stuffing your face with it. Appreciate it a little bit more. But, you know, who knows? Um, What else? Um, Well, one I wanted to touch on, uh, like, just the basic weeds in your yard. Okay. A lot of us know about, you know, the basic things. You know, you can eat dandelions. Like dandelions. No, you can eat that. It turns out I always I've I've eaten dandelions before, but they're they're terrible. Okay. You want to you want to get them in the spring, and apparently they're less bitter. Okay. During that time of now, year. Now, I read you want to eat the they call it the crown, but it's not the yellow, the white, like right, right at the base of the crown, mm-hmm. um, is a good part to yeah. eat. And if you're like the leaves are basically like lettuce that yeah, you have you in can, the ground, the big broad leaves. Right. Right, if you if you're uh, gay or British, you can make the crown in a tea apparently too. Ooh. So that's <laughs> either one, right? Yeah. Now, yeah, because I now I read uh, dandelions are bitter, like you said, mm-hmm. um, but they kind of have a nice, you know, little bit to it. Now, garlic mustard, that's another one right. that's a big one. Um, garlic mustard, we mentioned it has a uh, who thought who knew it, it tastes like garlic, but <laughs> it's weird. It's the stem. Is very garlic like, mm-hmm. but then the flowers are spicy like the mustard. And okay. they said like even like a uh, Chinese hot mustard, you know, spicy mustard like that. Whereas the stem is like a, a garlic, right? And like that. Um, again, though, you know, you got to worry that you're not burning too many calories to looking get for it. looking for it, and then. You know, but if you're walking by and, oh, here's this, right, right. then that's cool. And that's, you know, it's one of those things is the more you can identify, the the less you have to travel. 
And it's another thing to keep in mind. If you find something good, find a good spot. You don't want to dig it all up and kill it all. So now we got to leave some for time. next yeah, time. Leave some, right. leave some alone. Now, um, you know, one that I, I got me, uh, Stinging Nettle. Have I, you ever? I haven't had it. I don't, I don't know anything about I it. I didn't know anything about more. it until I tried to pull it out of my garden and it stung the hell out of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. And I was talking to a friend of mine and, and I see it all the time now. Yeah. You know, now that I know what it looks like. But you use gloves and you can um, boil it. And once you boil it, then you can eat it. It's fine. Uh-huh. safe. It's sounds good. wonderful. Full of calories, full of uh, vitamins, good stuff. Uh, yeah. A lot of the hippies around here won't take medicine. So they use stinging nettle. When they get sick. Uh, uh, now, you know what they call natural medicine that actually works? Medicine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, but whatever. It is something that, that does have have uh, a benefit, you know, but you have to have gloves. Again, don't don't try and yank it no. out of the ground with your, your bare hands because right. you'll, you'll regret you'll be it. Sorry. All right. And it's not like it, it stings. And then you let go of it and you're okay. Okay. It's going to be bothering you for hours. Oh. All these little hairs get stuck in your skin. And yeah, that doesn't sound see, good at you all. You can't get them out. No. Now, so really, this whole episode, we're not necessarily saying, hey, listen to the 20 words right. that Kevin said, yeah. and I'm going to go out and do it. What he's saying is, hey, this has a lot of calories. It's everywhere. Maybe look that up. Check mm-hmm. it out. And that's something you might be interested yeah, in pursuing how to do. a lot of pictures on a podcast. Right. Podcast, we can't do that. But that's why I was telling you about these apps. Right. Because these apps are going to drive it home for you. Mm-hmm. But we want to kind of put the ideas in your head so you're like, hey, you know, that works. Um, cattails, we all know what those look like. Right. And the stalks on those end up being very celery-like, um, very healthy, good for you. Um, a lot of good stuff there. Uh, ramps. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. Ramps right are all here. over the place. Yeah. They grow great out here. And me and uh, the wife just went to the uh, the local health food store. I don't know what she was tricking me into buying, but yeah, I'm sure it cost $20. Uh-huh. But the bottom line was they had ramps. They also had dandelions for sale. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> You're not really selling dandelions. But they had ramps. $22 a pound. What? It's like, whoa. Hey, we could be selling the weeds out of our yard. Now, ramps are, um, that's something you have to dig up entirely, yes. right? So no, it's you like an onion. Plant. Like, you imagine the plants you see where you have kind of like the onions where you have the white bulb, then it goes into a green stalk, and yeah. then they get a little leafier at the top. Mm. But, uh, yeah, no, they're out there. and Yeah, yeah, apparently they're all over the place right now. 22 bucks a pound. You might want to get hot. One of the other ones I want to talk about is uh, mushrooms. All right. Now, I don't... I now, don't the pick. official survival and basic podcast stance on mushrooms is don't eat them, don't touch them, you're going to die. We don't want to know anything. Yeah, well, but I looked them up, though, I, I you know, I, I kind of, in my travels around the, uh, the countryside, I try and keep an eye on what's what. All right. And, um... Mushrooms are one of those things that, you know, I, I personally hate mushrooms, but, you know, I'd rather eat mushrooms than die, you All know, right. if that's that's the situation. Uh, the thing with poisonous mushrooms is that most of them uh, have hallucinogenic effects. Oh. So that, honestly, that seems like one of the worst possible ways to die. 
First, you have a bad trip, and then you poop until <laughs> and then you die. You poop until you die. That sounds that sounds terrible. horrible. Yeah. So I mean, know what you know what you're after. That's uh, all. I mean, all right. So do oysters. the research. Maybe go out with somebody who you know knows what they're doing yeah, the first that's the time. Best way to do it when it comes to mushrooms. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't go out with a loaded gun for the first time without somebody showing us. Right. Same thing. If you're going to go foraging, well, speaking of hallucinogens, I know you were going somewhere here, but. Um, there's one called mugwort, and and I was looking at this. And I was like, oh, what's that? That's kind of interesting. And they said if you put it under your pillowcase, you will have very vivid dreams. That sounds and like if you some eat it, staff, it's a hallucinogen, mm. and you could be kicking ass. Mm-hmm. But you were saying oysters. What is this? Oyster uh, oysters are are a good one here in in upstate New York. You okay. can find those all over the place. All right. Um, morels are famous I, for the mushrooms. Yeah, yeah most people that, know what right. they look. They're very easily identifiable. Right. They're, you know, they're, they're not usually confused with anything like, yeah, else. But they look right. like something you should not be eating. Though they they look a little creepy. Yeah. I also want to make little like elf gnome houses out of it because <laughs> they just seem like they yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, but they're um they're uh they're worth a lot of money to the the high end boutique type restaurant mm-hmm. stuff. You know. So if you do find them, you might want to might want to sell them. All it right. might be worth more. Now, I, now I, I found um, down the street. I found some uh, uh, some mushrooms that looked just terrible. I think they call it uh, uh, ghost mushrooms, and it, they're they're white, and then they just turn black and turn into like zombie looking terrible stuff. And I went online and looked it up, and they say that uh, they used to make a, a liquid out of them. The natives here. And they used them as eye drops. Oh! And I was trying to convince people in my family to try it out. No, apparently it wasn't a big hit. Your sight, but uh, nobody, nobody was going for it. All right, you know we got to keep our minds open, and mm-hmm. uh, apparently our eyes open, and uh, maybe new opportunities. You don't know, now, right? I think I've mentioned in the past I like to watch this show, uh, Filthy Riches. Okay. And uh, one of the guys on there, I think, is always a big mushroom hunter. Yeah. And so maybe you guys can learn something. You know, they have the, what, the chicken, I don't know. They have these chicken mushrooms that supposedly taste like chicken. They have shrimp mushrooms that taste like shrimp. That sounds made up. All different things. (laughs) He's always out after them. Well, I'll tell you what, though. I did, um, I was, I did go online and I was looking at, uh, buying some, uh, some mushroom. You can seed mushrooms. I've heard Um, this. All right. So I, I found them pretty easily, uh. I think 15 bucks that they can send out a packet. They like, um, you know, dead oak, dead maple hardwood trees. Right. Drop some logs in the, you know, in, in the woods behind your house, in your yard, wherever. And uh, you drill some holes in there and, and seed them there. That might be a good way to start learning about mushrooms. what mushrooms you can pick. You know, if, Sounds you, if smart. you know exactly what you planted there and know what they look like, then you'll start seeing them in other other places. Well, my experience with mushrooms and with plants is if it has poison or death in the name, mm-hmm. those are usually not the ones you want to eat. Right. Deadly That's nightshade. Deadly. Not a good plant to eat. Not a good plant. You know? Hey, to each his own, right? Uh-huh. And what yeah. about uh, roots? roots? Roots are a good um, a good foraging thing for uh winter time a little more protein like a little hardier right mm-hmm. uh you know i know uh you were saying that you had had um uh, you came by you had uh dug up a carrot yes uh, in early early spring 
was it yes. last year? Yep. And, you know, those are the types of vegetables you want to look for. Yeah, uh, Carrots time. and potatoes, uh, if you leave them in the ground, you can dig them up, like, you know, during the middle now, of the winter. There's wild carrots, but I've also been told there's something that looks like them that's poison and death. So you got to watch. You know, you're scaring everybody <laughs> off of this foraging thing. <laughs> this is the problem. Um, um, there's wild onions, obviously. I like onions. See a lot of them. Uh, thistle is is good for the roots, and that's all over the place here. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's, I mean, that's... About acorns. Acorns are a good now, fall. Acorns are a bit of a work, is the answer. So Well, you can eat acorns. You can crack them open and eat them. They just taste terrible. So leaching yeah. is what you got to do. You have do. to do some work to now, make them not taste terrible. it's not a fun, happy process. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, well, there's a shorter way that really takes a long time and sucks ass. Right. So what you can do is... Just the fact of cracking open all the acorns to make anything out of it. They said, take the acorns, gather up your big bunch, put it in the water, and then all this stuff is going to, you know, leach out of them, Mm -hmm. right? The dark color. Right. After you take the the shells off. Shells off. So you do that, then put it in fresh water, do it again, then put it in fresh water, do it again, then put it in fresh water... Do it again. Mm-hmm. And then just imagine I said that like five more times. <laughs> and you're supposed to do it until the water runs clear. Mm-hmm. And now you can boil them, but then you have to boil them again until the water runs clear. And okay. I think there may be like a few less times that you have to do it. Right. Um, what I did, I put up an article on, uh, on the um, Prepping Badass website all about foraging and so anyway you can go into detail i have all the correct information on you know have pictures what to do that kind of stuff with leaching the acorns you know Mm -hmm. i cover you know cattails i cover the garlic um mustard and you know a couple different ones ramps well there's a you know there's a set of acorns there's a there's a lot of nuts that uh you're just not familiar with i know that i i drove my car over all these um ridiculous looking fruits that were dropping all over the place uh a certain place i was going every day yeah it turns out they're chestnuts you just have to rip the fruit open and take the chestnuts out nice you know you can roast them and you know they're pretty pretty good and easily to you know you can just pick them up and and shuck them and and do your thing no i like that there's there's definitely you know walnuts chestnuts you know, and that's, I mean, there's other things we didn't talk why. about. My yard has wild strawberries, blueberries. Right. I just thought, you know, that's kind of obvious, raspberries. Yeah. Well, I mean, berries are, are an important thing. If you can spot them, I know uh, if I go out, you know, with a basket, yeah, uh, I can walk, you know, 100 yards from here and fill a whole basket up during the right time of the year. They're just all over the place in a certain spot. Uh, another thing that grows wild that a lot of people don't don't notice, don't think about is asparagus. Yeah, and a certain time of the year, I've like right, seen wild asparagus. Early spring is All the right. time, you know. Just keep your eyes open, cut it. And asparagus is something that's that's great raw. You it know? is great just, raw. If you just snap it up and and, and that's eat the it. asparagus growing in the garden. I find like when I buy it at the store, it seems like only the top two thirds seems right. really edible. I don't know why, but when I pick it out fresh out of the garden, I'm eating you know way down the stalk, yeah. and it tastes yeah. great and no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, who knows? Give it a shot. Take a chance on the asparagus. I like that. Yeah. What else? Um, well, the other That's one. about it for vegetables. Yeah, the other oh. one I was going to hit was the, was the berries, which we were talking about. Okay. 
Uh, I have a lot of raspberries and a lot of blackberries. I've been trying to kind of uh, design my yard that most of the wild things in the yard... Secret survival garden. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But most of the wild things growing are are things that I can eat or use for something. Right. So, uh, you know, I've got a lot of raspberries and blackberries around the yard. A lot of strawberries that I just planted, you know, around the edges of the yard. Right. And, you know, I'm not too concerned about keeping track of them because they grow... Right. They grow wild here, you know. And that's, you know, and then, I mean, I planted the fruit trees. I did all kinds of things, but it's back to, yeah, we do that as a prepper, but who knows where you're going to be and, right. oh, I'm not at my house now. Yeah. Turns out my neighborhood was overrun by thugs. and right. I had to move out. I had to move, and yeah. now I'm hungry. And they took all my supplies, right. you know. They're eating my 25-year shelf life <laughs> pizza from freaking Patriot Supply. Yeah, well, I did... um. Uh, I I do a bit of camping up uh, in a certain area. Yeah. And the whole area is full of uh, apple trees. Yeah. And that's a, you know, it's an interesting little treat that you can, you know, throw a kid up on your shoulders and grab some apples while you're out there. Now, you guys would be happy to know, coming up in uh, September, I got a guy training me and teaching me all about trapping, so... Hopefully we'll get to that That'll and exciting, uh, we'll learn how to survive in the winter months when we're not foraging. Yeah. I, but, just, uh, uh, I just found a beaver uh, yeah. down down the road here. So um, let me know when, when it goes on. When it's time. We can get his ass. They said uh, our local creek here, the guys are just pulling in tons of money from uh, trapping and getting skins. Really? I mean, that seems like incredibly tons. against the law. No, it turns out. No? Turns out. But... Uh, I mean, it's seasonal, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds good, man. I think, um, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is it takes a little bit of investment on your own part, time investment. Yes. Uh, as far as the foraging it's huge. Goes. But, um, you know, the more I learned about it, the more I realized how much there was just... Right here. You know, just yeah. right, yeah, just walking out my, my backyard yeah. and, and uh, walking around for a half hour. And that's... Um, I did try and... Uh, Make a meal out of a couple of things that really would be better off suited as herbs. Okay. You get a, a mouthful of lemon balm and it's, you realize it that. It doesn't do it for you? No, you, you should just mix that with gin. Oh, uh, gin. And that's, you know, dandelion moonshine, dandelion mm-hmm. wine, dandelion tea. We right. have all kinds of things we can be doing. But that's the thing. I just, I want to add one more thing to our arsenal. And, you know, the more we can learn about taking care of yourself you know i really we've been looking a little bit into bushcraft and we're gonna get to the bottom of that but that's you know you guys really learn how to be prepared because you never know what can happen and you know if we can make our homestead ready and and you know i hope we'll always be able to stay here and have all the tools we need and the supplies we need i can just keep my garden growing and we'll live forever so right you know it's all good Right. So, I mean, that is that is a big part of it, though, is, uh, you know, me personally, the more I plant, the more the more I have in my garden, the yeah. more I recognize the wild counterpart, you know, that's just growing. Touché. You know, those plants have uh, survived for a long time uh, to get to us, you know, to get to our, you know, and you'll yeah. find wild blueberries and they'll be half the size of the blueberries you grow in your garden. But. You know, it's still uh, still blueberries. All right, Mr. GMO Blueberry Guy. <laughs> hey, I'm all about it. All right. I, I, I'm going to get Monsanto to send me some uh, send me some tomatoes, man. 
I want that genetically modified stuff. That's that's probably the only uh, belief I hold that's not. You know, there's a thin line between hippie it's and survivalist. To the, uh... Hippie and survivalist. There's a thin line between the two of them, but that's uh. But you've crossed it. Yeah, I I have no problem with the GMO stuff. All right. You know, I'll let you know if I die die early, but all right, I'm pretty keeping sure. Keeping an eye okay. on you, you know. But uh, all right, now so that's it. And check out the article at preppingbadass.com under articles foraging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, check us out on the Facebook. Like I said, we'd love to hear from you with some emails. And uh, otherwise, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. Sounds good. created by man don't miss wild country wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m eastern presented by primos speak the language waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment